0: This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. 2024 is the new 1984. Forty years past the time that George Orwell envisioned the stomping Buddha Big Brother, the police state is about to pass off the baton to the surveillance state. Fueled by a melding of government and corporate power, the rise of the security industrial complex, this watershed moment sounds a death knell for our privacy rights. An unofficial fourth branch of the government, the surveillance state, came into being without any electoral mandate or constitutional referendum, and yet it possesses superpowers above and beyond those of any other government agency save the military. It operates beyond the reach of the President, Congress, and the courts, and it marches in lockstep with the corporate elite who really call the shots in Washington, D.C. This is the new face of tyranny in America, all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-powerful. Tread cautiously. Empowered by advances in surveillance technology and emboldened by rapidly expanding public-private partnerships between law enforcement, the intelligence community, the private sector, the surveillance state is making a fictional world of 1984 Orwell's dystopian nightmare our new looming reality. What we are witnessing in the so-called name of security and efficiency is the creation of a new class system comprised of the watched, which is average Americans such you as me, and the watchers the government bureaucrats, the technicians, and private corporations. We now find ourselves in the unenviable position of being monitored, managed, and controlled by our technology, which answers not to us, but to our government and corporate rulers. This is the fact-is-stranger-than-fiction lesson that has been pounded into us on a daily basis. In this way, 1984, which depicted the ominous rise of ubiquitous technology, fascism, and totalitarianism, has become an operation manual for the omnipresent, modern-day surveillance state. There are roughly one billion surveillance cameras worldwide, and that number continues to grow thanks to their wholehearted adoption by governments, especially law enforcement and military agencies, businesses, and individual consumers. Surveillance cameras mounted on utility poles, traffic lights, businesses and homes. Ring doorbells, GPS devices, dash cameras, drones, store security cameras, geofencing and geotracking, Fitbits, Alexa, internet connected devices. Stingray devices, facial recognition technology, body cameras, automated license plate readers, gunshot detection, predictive policing software, AI-enhanced video analytics, real-time crime centers, fusion centers, all these technologies and surveillance programs rely on public-private partnerships that together create a sticky spider web from which there is no escape. With every new surveillance device we welcome into our lives, the government gains yet another toehold into our private worlds. What this adds up to for government agencies, that is the FBI, the NSA, the DHS agents, etc., etc., as well as local police, is a surveillance map that allows them to track someone's movements over time and space, hopscotching from doorbell camera feeds and business security cameras to public cameras on utility poles, license plate readers, traffic cameras, drones, and so on. It is all but Eliminated the notion of privacy enshrined in the Fourth Amendment and radically redrawn the line of demarcation between our public and private selves. The police state has become particularly adept at sidestepping the Fourth Amendment, empowered by advances in surveillance technology, and emboldened by rapidly expanding public-private partnerships between law enforcement, the intelligence community, and the private sector. Over the past 50 years, surveillance has brought about a series of revolutions in how governments govern and populations are policed to the detriment of us all. Cybersecurity expert Adam Scott Want has identified three such revolutions. The first surveillance revolution came about as a result of government video cameras being installed in public areas. It's estimated that Americans are caught on camera at an average of 238 times per week, 160 times per week while driving, 40 times per week at work, 24 times per week while out running errands and shopping, and 14 times per week through various other channels and activities. That doesn't even touch on the coverage by surveillance drones, which remain a relatively covert part of police spying operations. Then there's the second revolution, which occurred when law enforcement agencies started forging public-private partnerships with commercial establishments like banks and drugstores and parking lots in order to gain access to their live surveillance fees. The use of automatic license plate readers extends the reach of the surveillance state that much further afield. The third revolution was ushered in with the growing popularity of doorbell cameras such as Ring, Amazon's video surveillance doorbell, and Google's Nest Cam. No longer do police even have to request permission of homeowners for such access. Increasingly, corporations have given police access to footage as part of their so-called criminal investigations with or without court orders. Finally, the fourth revolutionary shift may well be the use of facial recognition software and artificial intelligence-powered programs that can track people by their biometrics, clothing, behavior, and car, thereby synthesizing the many strands of surveillance video footage into one cohesive narrative, which privacy advocates refer to as 360-degree surveillance. While the guarantee of safety afforded by these surveillance nerve centers remains dubious at best, there is no disguising their contribution in affecting a sea of change towards outright authoritarianism. These cameras and the public-private eyes peering at us through them are re-engineering a society structured around the aesthetic of fear and in the process, empowering people to not just watch their neighborhood, but to organize as watchers, creating not just digital neighborhood watchers, but digital gated communities. Finally, there is a repressive, suppressive effort to surveillance that not only acts as a potentially small deterrent on crimes, but serves to monitor and shield lawful First Amendment activity. As Matthew Feeney warns in the New York Times, and I'm quoting here, In the past, communists, civil rights leaders, feminists, Quakers, folk singers, war protesters, and others have been on the receiving end of law enforcement surveillance. No one knows who the next target will be. No one knows, but it's pretty good bet that the surveillance state will be keeping a close watch on anyone seen as a threat to the government's chokehold on power. After all, as I make clear in my book, Battlefield in America, The War on the American People, and in its fictional counterpart, the Eric Blair Diaries, the surveillance state never ever sleeps. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assault on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.